There was time now. There was, was all the time I needed. So I may have told you, I, I think I got like semi karen this week. So when I leave the gym, there's a grocery store like in the same strip mall as my gym. So uh-huh. I needed some hot sauce and I was like, oh, I'll just run in here quick, grab some hot sauce and walk out. I paid for it, obviously, <laughs> but I don't ever use a bag. If I just buy one item, I don't ever like waste the bag. So I paid, put the receipt in my pocket, walking out with a bottle of hot sauce. And this woman is like, hey, are you going to pay for that? And I was like, I looked at her and I was like, oh, I did. Cause like, I'm not confrontational and I didn't think yeah. anything of it. So I like pulled the receipt. I was like, oh yeah, I did. Like I did. Don't worry about it. And then I like left and then on the way home. I'm like, man, I could have really started some shit with her. Yeah. I probably, like, why would she assume that you just walk brazenly walked out the front door with hot sauce in your hand? Right. And of all the things that I was going to steal, why would it be like a $2 bottle of hot sauce? <laughs> Like, first of all, I'm not that bold. And second, who gave you your fucking junior sheriff's badge? Right. Like, are you just a a employee, but don't you don't want to like actually get a job there? You just want to stand at the door and be like, I just want to see what's going on here. I want to catch people in the act. I kind of thought about that on the way home. I was like, man, I should have asked her if she works here. Yeah. And then if she said no, just kept walking. But yeah, I don't like, even think of it because like I did pay for it. So it was only after, you know, like it's one of those situations yeah, where after, after the, fact, the fact, you're like kind of offended that like, yeah. why did she think I was stealing? See, I'm always offended by people talking to me. So <laughs> I would have immediately been like, what the fuck? Not not even knowing Wait, really? what she said to me. I would have just been offended at the fact that she spoke to me. <laughs> <laughs> what would you have done, you think, if somebody, if you just like were walking out hot sauce in hand and someone was like hey are you gonna pay for that 100 i would have probably been like just get i wouldn't have said anything but i've been like like the look like like especially if they didn't if they didn't have like an employee uniform on now if it was you know obviously if it was an employee or somebody that looked just fight them if they would have looked official i would have still been like you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I did pay for it. Here's my receipt. But why would you assume that I didn't pay for it? You know what I mean? Like, I would have pulled my race card then. <laughs> be like, oh, so you you chose me out of all of the people here walking out with shit. I didn't. I'm trying to save the planet by not grabbing this fucking paper or a plastic bag that's going to end up uh, strangling a, a geese in an ocean or some shit. You know <laughs> fucking I mean? turtles are dying in this yeah, bag. Left and right. But you're checking on me. But if she just had a, if it was like a quick interaction, she's like, Hey, are you going to pay for that? 100% my reaction is my face first. I would have been like, like the face I would have made, like, what the fuck? And just kept walking. Like, I don't have time for you. Why are you talking to me? You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, I think that if that ever happens again, which I doubt it will, because this is, I mean, I'm 31 years old. This is the very first time it's ever happened. I'm going to have to go back there and buy hot sauce every week and try to see if I can recreate the moment so that I can have my big fight with a Karen. I'm going to take her on. Yeah. Well, good for you. Well, you know, next time you'll be pre- prepared for that actual fight, you'll be, you know, ready to take down a Karen and, and make sure you record it. You're not a millennial if you don't record it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I do. I need to get better about recording my every single move. Yeah, you have to because you never know when it's going to be like a viral TikTok. But anyway, um, speaking of being prepared, 
let's put this book club in session. So I am Ayana here with Crystal to discuss the last half of A Flicker in the Dark by Stacey Willingham. As per usual, we have not discussed the book. Well, Crystal did text me another theory halfway through, but she was wrong. And we'll discuss that later. But we did not dig deep into the book. Um, I've Obviously, we want to keep it fresh, so we didn't talk about it until we meet today. So before we dig deep into the book, Crystal, hit me with one of those sweet, sweet summaries. Well, luckily for you, I wrote one while high on allergy medicine last <laughs> night because I forgot to buy the non-drowsy type. So get ready. I am sure I will. I'm sure I'm going to miss something. We'll see. I am a disaster. I had COVID and I'm getting high on allergy pills. Something's wrong with me. Sounds like a party. (laughs) My whole life is a party. But anyway, when we last left our protagonist, Dr. Chloe Davis, she was creeping on her mom's old bang buddy, Burt Rhodes, and her fiance was promising to look into a security system. He did, and he hired Burt. So Bert comes over and installs some security cameras and alarms, and he recognizes Chloe, says that her family has completely ruined his life, obviously, because they did. Yeah. And Chloe is now more convinced than ever that he is a copycat killer toying with her as revenge for the murder of his daughter by good old Dick Davis. Chloe decides to go to the police with her theory that Bert is the killer. And when she returns home, Cooper comes over and returns her house key. His distrust of Daniel appears to be growing, but Chloe can't concern herself with a family member's opinion of her fiance because why would you? Again, nobody cares what you think of somebody else's spouse. Cooper leaves, and now that Chloe is alone, she feels someone else is in the house. She goes in search of her gun, but instead finds Aubrey Gravino's missing necklace. And lucky for her, well, maybe luckily for her, the suspected intruder is just Daniel. Now that Chloe thinks Daniel is the killer, she's following this new lead and calls Aaron Jansen for some assistance. Chloe decides to visit with Daniel's mother, and we learn that Daniel's sister, Sophie, disappeared under mysterious circumstances. They go through Daniel's childhood bedroom and find some newspaper clippings about Dick Davis's murder spree. So obviously Daniel lied when they met and said he didn't know anything about good old Big Dick Davis. As Chloe leaves, Daniel's mother recognizes Chloe's engagement ring as belonging to Sophie, and she loses her mind, which prompts Chloe to make a very quick exit. Also, I called it last time, Chloe and Aaron consummate their friendship with sex. There's a post-coital kidnapping, though, and Chloe's good friend's daughter, Riley, is now missing. Chloe, sure that Daniel is the murderer, thinks that the best place to search for Riley is Chloe's childhood home that is now abandoned. Chloe, armed with a gun, goes into her childhood home and immediately finds Riley drugged on the floor. She is shocked to find that Aaron kidnapped Riley and then his real name is Tyler Price a man who grew up in Chloe's hometown and is around her age well was around her age because Chloe shot and killed him Chloe goes to her present day home and confronts Daniel about her suspicions and that he is somehow involved in his sister's murder Daniel it turns out is not a killer but rather saved his sister from their abusive home life and moved her secretly to Mississippi But he was inspired by Big Dick Davis, which explains the newspaper clippings. 
Daniel then confesses to having met good old Big Dick because he felt Dick was innocent. And we were correct. Let's celebrate that. We were right. We called it. We're very good at this. Big Dick Davis is no murderer. He is just a father covering for his son, Cooper. Cooper is the killer. Cooper killed the six girls in his teens and is killing more now. Cooper admits to all of the killings as well as the murder of Tara King, who we talked about last time. And Cooper also admits that Tyler was just a pawn who Cooper used to assist in his crimes. In the end, Cooper gets arrested. Daniel moves to Mississippi with his sister and Big Dick Davis is free. All right. Well, I think you actually covered everything, except Chloe's mother also knew that Dick was innocent and covered for Cooper. Yet again, we were correct. We knew it was Cooper. We should be detectives. We should be detectives, actually. Or I, I think so. Or should we should be killers. I don't know which one. Both we could be both. We don't yeah. have to separate them. We could do it all. Yeah. So let's get into breaking down how we feel about this second half and you know the book as a whole as we do so first question for you why do you think chloe and daniel ended their relationship i kind of like wonder like do you think that it's because chloe like first of all like if there's a misunderstanding like if you think that your fiance killed somebody (laughs) before you go fuck somebody else you should probably have had that conversation first where you're like hey i went and visited your mom I found some newspaper clippings, you know, my bad for being intrusive, but like, did you kill your sister? Did you kill all these girls? Are you messing with me? You know, before you're like, oh, I think he's probably messing with me. I'm just going to fuck somebody else. Somebody whose name turned out to not even like you, you slept with some dude without knowing yeah. anything. So actually, fine, but Daniel was the good guy he <laughs> slept with the bad guy and your brother's even worse guy. <laughs> So your, your uh, judgment of men is really bad, but you know, she's a victim here. We're not going to, yeah, that's true. we're not, not going to yeah. play her because she is a victim here. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I don't, the, the author didn't really get into why they broke up, but I assume you just can't come back from <laughs> I one. this guy who pretended to be a journalist. He wasn't. And then I accused you of killing your sister and like seven other girls. And like, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I know I fucked somebody else. Like, do you think that Chloe broke up with him? And she's like, listen, I just can't with you because clearly (laughs) you're just not cutting it for me. You are so boring. You didn't kill your sister. And I need to be on a roller coaster of emotions if I'm happy. Or do you think he ended it with her? Cause he's like, oh my God, you fucked that guy while I was out on business. I think that um, she ended it with him because she was like, listen, I am actually drawn to drama and you are actually too good of a person and it's starting to make me feel like shit and that's not the relationship that I want. (laughs) So I want to always make you feel like shit because I know that you're a killer and you're killing girls and you know what I mean? I don't want to be the bad guy in this relationship, so- I'm just going to let it go. There are people like that, that I think that they need drama. And like, if you are like, just like chill and like, you just want to have a good time and like, just enjoy life. They are not having it. They will do anything to ruin it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's the thrill of, you know what I mean? Like being drama filled and, and things, or, you know, that's what they're used to, what they grew up with. But, um, and I think that's her. She grew up with drama. That's a good even, point. Even though she, you know, didn't like it, you know, obviously, and she's traumatized by it, it probably gives her some sense of normalcy when she's surrounded by drama and, you know, suspicion and, people somebody's doing something because look they brought up the fact of her ex-boyfriend from college i was just gonna say her college boyfriend is yeah, proof she, of that she thought that he was like this killer and you know he was doing all these crazy things and here he was just banging her her, her best friend <laughs> which he, is a form of drama like you i mean it's yes, not the it kind is. of drama you want though see you want murder but what you got was cheated on yeah, exactly. She didn't want to get cheated on. She's like, that's just, that's, that's amateur. That's amateur hour. That's for the juvenile. Fun. Like people are doing that a dime a dozen. Kill a bitch. And now you turn me on. <laughs> <laughs> and now I think I'm ready to yeah. make a place in my life for you. Right. I'm ready for a full commitment. <laughs> I think it's time that you propose now that I know you murdered someone. Yeah, that's it. Do you think that Dick was wrong to cover for Cooper? I mean, okay, so in rea- in theory or in reality or, you know, whatever, you would want to say yes. However, being a parent, you do whatever you do for your kids. You know what I mean? Like you, I don't know if I would cover up my kids' murders though. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say, I don't see you doing no, that because- but, but- I've never been put in that place. So I don't want to 100% like 100% say like, I would never, but in my mind, I would think like, if I cover up their murder, <laughs> they're just going to continue to murder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Away with it. There's no consequences. So I'm doing them a disservice by not allowing them to suffer the punishment for their, you know, punishment for their actions. But on the other end, you also feel like, did I do something wrong that caused my kids to be this fucked up? You know what I mean? So then you start looking internally and thinking like, maybe this is my fault. Maybe I should take the blame for this. I don't want to see oh, my kid. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to see my kid throw their life away. Maybe they can be rehabilitated without being in jail for six years. I'm older. I'm going to die sooner than they are. You know what I mean? So why not? I t- take the fall, but I don't know. I, I do think he was wrong, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you would make it in prison. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. I don't think you would make it in prison. Absolutely not. No, I I hope your kids never kill. Did I ever tell you the story where um, I was in a holding cell for like three hours and like- No. (laughs) Oh, quick, quick story. So in my youth, I like to speed drive okay really really bad like I had a lead foot like, and it like was, 90 and a 20 yeah like bad bad so I was on a turnpike and this is the turnpike before it became 70 right now 70 miles per hour I think it's when it was like 60 or 55 or something like that I I definitely did like 100 <laughs> all the time what kind of car did you have I had a Saturn view oh, it was like a little suv uh no it wasn't a, it wasn't a view then it was i don't know it was like a saturn something it was a saturn anyway okay but it, 
it was new off the showroom floor. It was great condition. It was beautiful. I loved that car. I ran it into the ground. Let me tell you that. But <laughs> I loved that car and it was super fast. It would just, it would have so much go. So anyway, I was driving and I, I got a ticket, multiple tickets. And again, I was young twenties, like early twenties. So, you know, paying, paying money to people that's for things that didn't benefit me was not part of my style. So I was like, I'm not paying these tickets. What are they going to do? You know what I mean? Oh, they'll put you in jail. Well, that's what happened. <laughs> so <laughs> my, the one thing about the Saturn is that I found out later, um, it had a recall for the taillights because I kept getting these taillights replaced and they would just automatically go out. It was something wrong with the socket. So I, I ended up getting a thing from Saturn to come into the dealership and get the panels redone. But before I got that, every it was like every two weeks I would be changing these bulbs because my tail lights would go out. So I was on the highway one time, coming home nighttime, flying, doing a thousand. Cop pulled me over. Um, and he was like, "Your tail lights are out." Do you? Well, he's like, "The reason he pulled me over is because my tail lights out." When he ran my name, <laughs> I had a warrant for unpaid <laughs> tickets on the um, turnpike. So he took me. He like cuffed me and put me in the car and I'm like crying. Oh, you got cuffed. I got cuffed, put in the car crying. So I'm calling my mom um, to come because she had to come bring the money and like bail me out and all that stuff. And it wasn't anything like major. Like once she brought the money, like yeah, they, they were letting they yeah. were letting me go. It wasn't. What did you say? Did you just say, oh, I forgot to pay them or something? Yeah. Um, I don't even remember. I just remember crying. Like I was once he put me in handcuffs, I was like in full tears like I thought I was going to like prison yard like I was gonna have to shave my head and like you know what I mean become somebody's bitch. find a bitch yeah find somebody to take care of you so know? so they put me in like this holding cell until my mom came there to pay the tickets right but I was like bawling crying this girl was in a cell next to me so I was by myself the girl was in the cell next to me and she was like, oh my God, what's wrong? What are you here? What are you in here for? And I was like, I, I didn't pay tickets. She was like, girl, shut up. She was like, you're going to be out here in like 10 minutes. I'm going to jail. And I was thinking, <laughs> so I was like, and then she was like, I'm going to jail for assault and battery. And she said that. And I started crying even harder. Like now you're scared. Yeah. Like now I'm in jail with a girl who's actually going to jail. So yeah, I, so that all that to say is I would never make it. If I if I acted like that in a holding cell for three yeah, hours, I would never make it in prison. Never. See, I think I would make it in prison because <gasps> I have, again, the, the personality of a cult leader. And I think that is a captive audience. I make friends very easily. I may be a sociopath. Like, I think that I can play to certain people to where I don't think that I would offend anybody too much and I think that maybe they would like me and I could try to help them because I am smart too that I am college educated so I could help them with some things maybe sneaking in things I don't know I think that I could really run a business from prison now I don't want to find out but if if need be I think I could make it I think I could make it in prison because I can make it anywhere yeah so I believe you actually, you, you'll probably be running like the 
you know, Aryan nation, female chapter. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, that I wouldn't do. I'm not going to well, become some prison racist. I, I feel like you have to. <laughs> from, from I don't know. From I've what I've heard, actually, from, yeah, prison does yeah. separate you by race, that you go yeah. back to your most basic, that like yeah. everybody only, bl- but see, I think I would create a unity where I'm like, no, <laughs> let's all the- come together. You'll be the first one to like do United Nations in the prison. Like, you know, we, <laughs> yeah. we have circle time here. Yes. Okay. <laughs> there hating is, people based, <laughs> hating, yeah, hating people based on their race is <laughs> not cool anymore, guys. Let's uh-huh. get with it. All right. Let's let's bring it all back. Now, I need you all, regardless of your ethnicity or how you identify, to just worship me. I am your God now. I have come to save you. <laughs> All right. Well, getting back on track <laughs> to the book. So now, why do you think Cooper, he buried the girls back in 1998, but now he's leaving their bodies found? And this is a two-part question, right? With that, do you think that he has been killing the whole time? Or was this his way of like changing it up since he couldn't frame Dick anymore? Yeah, I think I did think it was kind of weird that back in 1998, he buried the bodies. They were nowhere to be found. And then I thought, well, what did you think that like maybe Dick had something to do with that where he's like, hey, if we're going to cover this up, like we're going to cover it up. You mm-hmm. eat those fucking bodies right now. Yeah. Eat them, chop them up, eat them. Yeah. <laughs> we are not getting caught. I mean, but going back to that, remember the body, the actual bodies wasn't found. They thought that animals had ate it. Ate, they just found like the remnants of yeah. the grave. So maybe he didn't bury the bodies. Maybe Dick somehow like. He <laughs> covered them. it up. Yeah, he covered it up pretty good. So, yeah. So then like, it's weird now that he's like exposing, but I think it's like anything else that you elevate things, right? So it's like. <laughs> oh, I'm so used to doing this, but that's not enough anymore. So now I'm going to try this. So like, part of me wonders, like, did he actually want to be caught? Cause you know, like sometimes serial killers do like they want to be caught. So do you think maybe that's what he was doing that? Like, he's so sick of, of killing people and he was all over Louisiana, right? Like over the last 20 years. So he could have been killing girls this whole time. Yeah. I I don't know why he changed his MO up. I was really curious though, is why was he torturing his sister? Like he was saying that he loved her and he was trying to protect her, but why was he torturing her? Cause he was killing people that she knew or like people that was like close to her, you know what I mean? Or like kidnapping oh, yeah. friends of the family, her, her, her patient. Like wh- why were you torturing your sister? Yeah, they don't really explore that. I also feel like they kind of dropped like the whole Daniel like choking her out thing, but they they're just like, oh, his his dad got violent with his mom. So maybe in the end, Chloe was like, listen, the type of drama that I'm looking for is where you kill other people, but I don't want to get beat myself. So so and I know that we're going to get into like the whole book as a whole. And I mean, we could jump into that as well because I have some thoughts on the book and the writing as a whole so whenever you want to get into that we so first I just want to circle back because we did mention a theory that I texted you that I had so like we were I think I had like 70 pages left so I don't remember what chapter I was on but there was like one point 
where I was like, I wonder if Cooper and Daniel are working together. Like I kind of could see that like maybe Daniel lied about like knowing Chloe, but maybe it was because he met Cooper and the two of them were like buddies just running around killing everybody together. Yeah. But that was wrong. It turns out it was just Cooper. So that was my, my other theory. Yeah. But good thing is we did um, suspect everyone. I even said Aaron. The thing is, here's the thing with us. We don't trust anyone. Okay. Especially (laughs) men. Yeah. So when they said Daniel, we were like, yep, Daniel. When they said Cooper, well, then you started bringing that up. I was like, oh, you think Cooper. I thought it was Cooper like pretty early on. I, I suspected Cooper. Yeah. And then, um, you know, we said Aaron and we, and we both pretty much didn't think Dick did it. Like we, you know, it it was kind of written. Yeah. It was kind of written blatantly that Dick is not the killer. You know what I mean? So, um, Dick Davis has that big Dick energy. Yeah. He's not around killing people. At one point when they like talked about her drug usage and like how she, you know, was using all these pills. And oh yeah, and like holidays. I kind of almost thought maybe she's the killer. That's <laughs> what I thought last time. Remember, I said I was like, yeah. I'm gonna throw everybody to the wall here about yeah. who I think and see. We'll see who sticks. So, right. Chloe was one that I was like, I could see, but we also I didn't want to go too in depth with that theory because you always say that I think it's a dream. <laughs> one of these times, we're gonna read a book where it was yeah. all a dream. You're right. Isn't that a biggie thing? It was all yeah. a dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of these times I'm going to get my biggie smalls moment. It was all a dream. <laughs> yes. Um, I could see that happening. But she was time. like hallucinating it. Yes. They're always hallucinating. <laughs> They're always in this like mental state. Also, you know what I want Everybody to say? does drugs. I want to say also about these books. Why are people so afraid to like tell their partner or a loved one that that someone's sending them like you know like I, I found this threats or like I found this box of um you know the trinkets in my closet I'm not gonna tell anyone I'm not gonna say anything like why are you so afraid to like tell someone what's going on with you you know what I mean I, I feel like that's just like always a um uh, a thing a thing in the in these type of books like thriller books is like I'm just gonna keep this to myself I'm not gonna tell anybody because they're gonna think I'm crazy like that was her whole thing like they're gonna bring up my family and they're gonna think I'm crazy with my theories I mean even though she did go to the detective and tell him but after that she she didn't tell him like once she for real thought it was Daniel she was like oh well I already told him it was Bert and he he's not gonna take me seriously now yeah yeah, I mean, even though she was wrong about that as well. Yeah, so. she's also wrong about that. So it's probably good in this case that she, <laughs> that didn't. she did it. Right. But, but I don't go through people's stuff. Like I have never gone through someone's phone, someone's like personal belongings, like anything like that, because I don't want to know. So like, if you have a bunch of murder trinkets in your closet, yeah, I don't want to know. I'm better off not knowing. So I don't snoop around. Now, if I stumble upon it, I feel like I would be like, hey, like if I, if I like stumbled upon some murder things at my boyfriend's apartment, I'd be like, hey, what is that? And, I, and he's like so honest that he can't lie that I think he'd be like, oh, that's um, my murder paraphernalia. And then I'd be like, <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> I'm glad oh, we got that out of the way. Okay. So well, did you want to go to Kadoga tonight for dinner? <laughs> 
Because I'm feeling like I'm feeling like something quick and casual. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> After this heavy conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what would you do? Like, if you found murder trinkets, would you like just push it away and never bring it up, or like, absolutely not? <laughs> I would be like, what the fuck? Like, if if it was legit, like a severed head <laughs> in my shed, I think that I would be like, uh, nine one one. I need you to come. You'd call the cops before you confronted your husband. What? Well, okay, no. No, I would never call the cops. Yeah, well, I would call the cops if I found that that he did sever the head. I'm sorry. Like, how do you? I can't. But he thought that's what you wanted. The way you talk about like true crime and stuff. He's like, well, I was just trying to impress you. Happy Valentine's Day. Well, if that's what he thought, then we got a bigger issue. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I thought he loved murder. <laughs> In a book, oh, you only like to read about it. Yeah, oh, yeah. My mistake. <laughs> my bad. Well. That it'll never happen again. Just don't report me, <laughs> just, please. Just don't go in the back part of the shed the where like all you know the winter stuff is. Don't go over there because you'll find some more stuff. <laughs> you'll find your birthday gift and yeah. Christmas gift, <laughs> Christmas and Mother's Day and, gift, and yeah. <laughs> you know what? Now that now that we brought it up, don't ever go in that shed again. Right. I think now is the time where our listeners know that this is where we like to ask some general questions. So would you read another book by this author? Um, so I think I would read another book by Stacey. Um, <laughs> I is this like- her debut? Yeah, this is her. That's why I was just looking up to see if this is her first one. But yeah, this is her first novel. Yeah. yeah. And as debuts go, this one was pretty good for me. I like... I like the way it was. I mean, even though we are, you know, pretty savvy in our detective works and we kind of figured it out, but it was a good read. It was quick burst chapters. I like that. I like the chapters and I like how they end on like a cliffhanger almost where you want to keep reading. So it definitely brought, kept me engaged and, um, you know, wanting more. I don't... I didn't particularly like how she ended it though. I feel like one, since when was Chloe a gun toting <laughs> person? I think like, it might have been Daniel's gun, actually. Yeah, but remember she couldn't find it. That's how she stumbled all, oh, all that's right. the trinkets in the closet. So how does she just have a gun? I mean, I guess she could have went home and was like, I'm gonna grab the gun and then go find Daniel. I, but I think that's what she did. I think she, no, I think that once she finally found the gun, I, I wanna say she like kept it with her. Yeah. Right? I don't know. See, I don't maybe know that, that wasn't was, explained. Maybe I, I just that put explained. that in my mind. Yeah, maybe I just yeah. assumed that. So that was one thing. And then the ending for me, how, you know, Aaron was just there and Riley was awake in the house. It just felt forced, like a forced ending. Like this book is getting too long. Let me just cut it off. But it wasn't horrible. Let's just say that it wasn't like a horrible ending. It just felt like, let me just wrap this up. And then, you know, not explaining about Daniel and why did Daniel move back with his sister who was like, he hasn't seen his sister in 20 years, but now all of a sudden he's 
like in hiding with her no he was going back remember because she said after like when he explained like oh my sister lives in mississippi she remembered oh yeah i did see receipts for mississippi Mm, and all the receipts that i stole from him when i was digging through his shit accusing him of murder so i think he did go visit his sister but like it's a big jump to like i visit her three four times a year too now i'm living with her and i'm all depressed and like oh because my girlfriend my fiance accused me of you know murder and then she fucked the guy that actually was killing right yeah and also why did he have to like make his sister go on the on the run like that was weird too like she's 13 and you hid her somewhere like who was she staying with was she just on her own at 13 exactly was she not did she not finish school like what what happened there where did she go like was she staying with a relative or like what no how did you put her up yeah it it was a lot missing there but all in all in all i thought it was okay i think i would read another one by her because i like the short chapters i wish that she would have but i feel like sometimes authors do this where like i wish she would have expanded upon these things like what you said but i think sometimes authors are like kind of scared to like delve deep because then you are opening more doors instead of closing them like where you think like oh I'm going to open this up I'm going to close this story out like between Daniel and Sophie but then maybe she would have opened up even more stuff so I I do think that it it may have felt a little forced too with the ending where it's like let me just hurry up and speed through this and there's some stuff that wasn't explained but overall I liked it I would read another one by her yeah I mean they can't all be the silent patient where that's true we're still chasing the high flawless from beginning to end i love that book mr michaelides you sir know how to write a book but i gotta give props to animal too because i loved i loved animal who is that lisa tadeo oh yeah yeah i loved animal and that's just a totally different genre like we're we're not that's not even really it's just a book of its own like it's can you imagine if you wrote thriller oh oh man with the grittiness of animal i feel like she would be the one that could give us both the ending that we want where they're eating people and also it was all a dream yeah oh my god yes Oh my God. Yes. I, you are my Biggie Smalls, Jeffrey Dahmer all in one. (laughs) Yes. I think she would do it. And it would be so like, what the fuck? Yeah. You wouldn't see it coming, but yet you're like, that was amazing. (laughs) And then I woke up. So it was all a dream. You were dreaming about eating people. Like what is this? Ayana's dreams. We're like just dreaming about killing people and eating them. You wake up thinking, what the fuck? That's the twisted mind that we need. You know who I think also could probably give us what we needed? Stephen King. Oh, yeah, I could see that. But I feel like he's a little more, like, I don't want to say tame because he's not, but he's never crossed the line of, of like, cannibalism and... Pedophilia. Uh, oh, like, well, I don't like, need the pedophilia. No, I can do without I, that. But I don't Lisa either. Dale I'm just saying. That yes, yeah, that's she what I'm had saying. That, like, yeah, she, I, she didn't shy away I, from it. But yeah, he, I don't think, is willing to cross that line where she is. Yeah. Where you're like, what the fuck am I reading? Why are you even like you put it? I love you that, put it though. down. 
And then you're like, I got to pick it back up. That's what I did with animal. I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a break. Cause this is like really getting heavy. And then I would like go do something. I'm like, no, I got to read more of that. Cause I, that I can't leave it at that point because yeah. now this is all I'm thinking about. And then I'll read like the next chapter. I'm like, holy shit. I should have just stopped. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but, but that's the, that's the like high that you're chasing on those type of books. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, it is. again, I feel like she would be the one to give us what we're looking for in that fucked up crazy ass book that no then filter has, no filter and then at the end it's just like flat it was all a dream <laughs> and then i woke up i had poured myself a glass of orange juice and kissed my not husband on the forehead not, and went back not, to bed not even that just like and then i woke up and realized it was all a dream what <laughs> Yeah. yeah that that I would well yeah but I do think have you ever had like such a like super fucked up dream and then like you wake up you remember the whole dream mm-hmm. and then you just do something super mundane and put it out of your mind yeah. you just thought all of these things so yeah that's why I would like the ending where she wakes up pours herself a glass of orange juice has some mundane interaction with her spouse and then it's yeah. like I'm never thinking about that again yeah yeah that's true yes now did your opinion of this book change as you read it um no only kind of towards the end where like because it started to feel a little bit rushed so Mm -hmm. I was like have you ever like when you're reading stuff and it feels like so much is happening you feel like you're reading faster like you're kind of jumping ahead like where's this going like you almost aren't even really paying attention to it because you're like it's kind of like a suspense thing yeah so I don't really like when that happens because then my anxiety is raising and I'm like fuck am I missing something yeah <laughs> like what's happening so towards the very end I would say like maybe the last three or four chapters I was like kind of rushing through it because the pace of it felt rushed mm-hmm but overall, I think that I liked it the whole way through. There was no point where I didn't, uh, there was no point where I felt bored and there was no point where I felt like I can't finish this. Yeah. That, same for me. Uh, exactly what you said, like the ending, we already touched on that, that it, it felt a little forced, but overall it, I was engaged and, and I was happy with how it all turned out. So, and you know, the character development and like even going into the past and, and how she intertwined the past and the future in the different chapters. I loved it. I thought it was really, really well well written. So scale of one to five, one being the worst, five being best. What is your rating? Um, I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a solid four. Oh, why? Well, (laughs) what could she do to get that final star? be Alex Michelini <laughs> yeah yeah that's exactly I, I didn't want to say that but yes um I, I just feel like maybe the end if the ending was didn't feel so rushed and it gave me a little bit more dimension I would have been on cloud nine I would have given it a five because up until then everything was flowing really well for me like like I said the chapters were great the way that she like kept you wanting more at the end of each chapter was like perfect it was just the ending the ending felt very very rushed and unexplained and like it dropped some of it for me but it still was great it wasn't like oh my god this ending was horrible why did I read this book it still was pretty great it just wasn't five stars for me yeah I I agree I'm gonna say for for the same reasons the other thing that I would have liked is like she doesn't call it an epilogue 
But the last chapter is just this kind of like, she goes to see Daniel. He's now living with his sister. Her father's being freed. I would have liked an epilogue where they're like, now that Big Dick Davis is out, he's out. He is hitting up all the ladies. He is just... (laughs) He's going to bang them all now because he's been in prison for 20 years for something he didn't do. But I, I do think it would have been nice to get something from him because like he was an innocent man in prison for 20 years. Now he did cover for his son. So it's kind of his own. He's not like a, he is innocent, but it's not like one of those ones where like, um, they were grabbed off the street and you know, yeah. And they're like, well, you fit the description. Yeah, exactly. He really just looks like every other man that's like walking around. You just grab this random dude. Yeah. He confessed to the crime. Right. So he is, and isn't innocent. Like at any point he could have exonerated himself and been like, no, it was my son, but he didn't. Mm -hmm. But I would be interested to see, like, because I think that recidivism is like, really high for people that have been in even innocent people will yeah. commit crimes because they're so comfortable now in prison that yeah. like I would have liked to see like some sort of insight into him like I would have liked to see an interaction between Chloe and her father in the end where he could have been like bitch I just want to go back to prison <laughs> or he could be like I'm you know I want to work on our relationship I want to be a part of your life now I want to support you and I want to do better by you because I realized that by me taking the fall for Cooper, I actually really fucked you up, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Well, here's a thought. And uh, Stacy, if you're listening, because I know you are, uh, she, she did view our DM. <laughs> she she can do a uh, part two to this book where Dick has now been released and he is actually becoming a killer because he you know oh. covered up the crimes he was in jail for something he didn't do even though he put himself there and so now he's like well this is the life i want to live <laughs> i want to i just want to be with my son in jail now i can well i think that would be interesting too to see it's like it's almost like a different version of sophie's choice like do you want to be mm-hmm. out free with your daughter mm-hmm. yeah. or would you kill someone to go back to prison and be with your son yeah there you go. Book number two. We gave it. Give us our yeah. when we do that. Maybe well, we should just start writing books, actually. Because we we're, we need to start writing fan fiction. I keep saying this. And yeah, we do. We really do. I mean, our fan fiction will always end with someone being eaten alive or, you know, blended <laughs> into a protein shake. But hey. I liked the original, the very first fan fiction that you did where it was almost like satanic where they're like cutting each other up and like yeah. you did have them eat it, but the yeah. I pictured in your fan fiction like a, like a pentagram where they're just cutting off pieces yeah. of them, but they don't like pieces that you could live without, like mm-hmm. cut the appendix out of there, take maybe half a liver or something. Yeah. And, and if you're just if you're just uh, new here and listening to this episode, if you want to hear that fan fiction, that is back on uh, our other Black Girl series. If you go back into our uh, history, read that. I think that was September. Yeah, listen to that one. That's a good. That's a good one. It's um, highly controversial, and um, that is our most controversial book to date. So yeah. perhaps we should pick. We need. Um, oh, what is. Uh, Harris, we need we need her to write another book so that we can do another. If she does come out with another novel, I would like to read it actually and and discuss it on the and on the book club. I would like to make it 
So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to DM her a little bit later and tell her, cause we need her to redeem herself with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to need you to write a book. And here's what Ayana would like for needs, it to be. Yeah. Obviously she needs my validation and approval. <laughs> she does. She may not realize it, but she does. Yeah. So I'm going to send her a DM and be like, Hey, Ayana's birthday is in December. So we're giving you ample notice. This is the book that she would like to read and we've selected you to write it. So yeah. I'll give her all the, I'll give her a chance to do what we think Lisa Tadeo could do. Yes. It was all a dream. Yeah. It was all a dream. There we go. <laughs> Well, look at this. We are already finished with our first two books of the year. That is amazing. Um, we have a little announcement, though. Back on our first bonus episode, we had a guest, Kean Wilson, who has a fantastic idea to do a book movie crossover episode. So for the month of March, we're going to read Gerald's Game by Stephen King. Look at us bringing Stephen King in. We were just finally, we're going to do a Stephen King. So we're going to do a Stephen King book, Gerald's Game in March. And our part two episode will feature Kean discussing the movie version with us. So he's going to watch the movie. We're going to read the book. And then on the second part of our uh, March episode, he's going to be a guest on the show. And he's going to talk about the movie version versus the book version. Yeah. And I think that like, I think that maybe we might convert our book club into a book movie club, depending on how this goes. Like if, if we can somehow form it so that part one is just going to be us reading the first half, like normal. And then part two will be us finishing it out. And then Kian given a, a quick overview of what was different based on my summary of the, the book. And we'll see if we can maybe have more guests. So I think we want to open that up too, to if you want to be on the show, I think maybe we should put up like a poll or something on Instagram. And if you want to be on, we'll do, we'll do what we can to get you on here with us. And you can let us know if you want to read it or if you want to watch it and then we can discuss it. We'll definitely do that as a poll. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. So I'm really excited for that. And I'm really excited to have some more more guests on here with us. So maybe we should uh, we should do that today. We should see who wants to who wants to come on and join this craziness. Yeah. But until then, make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to ACBC Podcast on Instagram. And we are available on most streaming services. Make sure you read or watch watch this time. Yeah. Gerald's game for March. And we'll meet you back here in two weeks. Bye.